This is Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Thanks to Bluebet. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, what are you really gambling with? Mushroom 50, one of the biggest gigs in Australia this year. Celebrating 50 years of Mushroom Records. Matt! Michael Kavinsky, how are you? 50 songs for 50 years. In the late 60s, radio had hardly any Australian content. That's why Mushroom started. And in this special podcast, Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos from the Rush Hour Summer Edition speak to some of the stars who will take to the stage. Mushroom 50, which is this Sunday at Rod Laver Arena, the event like no other, featuring 50 songs to celebrate 50 years of incredible Australian music. You can find your tickets via tickettech.com.au or you can watch it on Channel 7 and 7 Plus from 7pm. And Aussie rockers The Rubens and their frontman Sam Margin will be a part of it. The legendary Michael Gadinsky was a massive fan of our next guest band. When the album came at the office, I played my gun so many times. This will be the year of the Rubens. And with this many crackers, it's not hard to see why. Step ahead. This Sunday, the Rubens help honour Michael Gadinsky with Mushroom 50. Please welcome Sam Margin. Ah, yes. Woo. Sammy, welcome <laughs> to the Rush Hour, buddy. How are you ahead of what's going to be a massive weekend, not just for you guys, but for all musicians around the country? Uh, I'm really excited, obviously. I'm, I'm actually a bit emotional after hearing uh, MG just then mm. talking talking about us like I, didn't, I don't think I've ever heard that clip before but that's beautiful um yeah obviously everyone I think everyone involved is pretty excited and uh to honor MG uh, in that kind of way in the only way that they probably know how is you know rent out Rod Laver Arena and put on a show it's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool yeah absolutely hey what are your memories of first meeting uh, Michael I think my first combo with him would have been I was in the states recording uh, our first record, which we, when we didn't have a record deal at that time, we kind of just went over on a whim, and um, we had a bunch of offers on the table, and um, I got a call, I got a text saying, "Hey, Michael Gadinsky wants to give you a buzz on while I'm in the studio." So I ran out, hmm. and I, I knew of him, but I didn't expect a voice that was going to be on the end of the phone because I never heard an interview with him. He's just like, "Sam, how you going, mate?" And I'm like, "Oh, geez, Laura. <laughs> and uh, he basically convinced me in a few minutes, like that the mushroom was the home for us. Um, and one thing that I said to him actually was like, uh, you know, I want to be on like all your usual tastemaker radio, but I, can you get us on, on commercial radio too? And he, he loved that. Um, because back then I don't think a lot of artists like where we were at, were really talking like that. So mm. yeah, that was my first combo with, with MG and it was, it was cool. We've heard some amazing chats and some amazing recollections. Do you have a favorite story with the great man? Yeah, I do actually. Um, so we had, a. It was on Australia Day. Um, we were playing at the tennis, and we had to go off to for the hottest one hundred. I know I'm not, not, not meant to say hottest one hundred on there, but uh, that's fine. Or am I allowed? <laughs> no, you can <laughs> you say you want that. <laughs> so we had, it was the hottest one hundred day, and we, we were about to go over to um to listen to it. And he was at the tennis with us in Melbourne, and he said, "All right, so just just pick me up out the front. I've got to go grab some things and pick me up in the tour van, and then we'll go off together." So <laughs> we pull up out the front of the tennis courts. And he runs out and he's kind of hobbling, like he looks like a cowboy, kind of like hobbling real weird. <laughs> he jumps into the van looking all sus and then proceeds to pull out like three Heineken bottles that he'd snuck out of the, uh, out of the tenants and start drinking him in the car. I love it. <laughs> oh, that is gorgeous. Uh, tell, me, tell me about, I'm so fascinated with you and your band, the fact that there's um, three, three of you, three brothers in the band, and I gather there's another brother. Tell me about family life, what it was like growing up. 
Um, obviously, there was some serious musical talent going on when you were kids. Oh yeah, I mean, we had a pretty pretty typical upbringing. I guess we were we're from the countryside, kinda. Um, so we had a typical upbringing of like throwing rocks at trains and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. We made our own fun, but um, we all sort of we were just we were encouraged to play an instrument by our parents, but only in the same way that we were encouraged to play a team sport. Like mm. it was all just part of growth. It was never like we weren't an overly musical family. We just happened to yeah. to like playing instruments and then stuck with it basically. Wow! And how do you get on? <laughs> We get along great. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been going for over mm. a decade now. Mm. Um, yeah, we get along really well. Like us, you know, the whole family gets along real well. But the, the three of us brothers in the band, um, we get along great. And I mean, I don't think we would still be together if it wasn't for yeah. the other two lads in the band who aren't family because they kind of break it up. You know, you've mm. got the big tour coming up down the east coast, but you're also got your own festival, Valleyways. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so Valleyways was, was, was a, a kind of a COVID idea, I think. Um, we've always wanted to put on a festival in our hometown and bring live music back to this little tiny town. Um, so we started it off last year. Um, it went really well. And uh, next year in February, we're doing it again. So oh. we've got a great lineup. We've actually got Grinspoon on the lineup this year. Oh, wow. Nice. Got, it's a pretty solid lineup. We're really excited. Oh, yeah. that is so exciting. Now, I believe, uh, Sam, you are a massive golfer. And I love talking to massive golfers because I'm a very new golfer. So tell us your golfing story. Welcome, welcome to um, you know, a hell. passion that's gonna, gonna, yeah, well, hell. Uh, my golfing story. I I got into it just before COVID, I think, and um, I was playing a little bit, and then I, I bought a driver online, a tailor made driver, and then I, it just felt a bit weird, so I took it in to the shop, and he was like, "Mate, this is a really good fake, but it's a fake." Oh, so no. I bought bought a fake driver, and then a friend of mine said, "Hey, hit up hit up Tyler made. They'll they'll give you some stuff. They gave me a driver." So <laughs> oh, I I DM them on Instagram one Saturday and got a, got got a message back within twenty minutes saying, "Hey, come down. We'll fully fit you with you know everything." Um. So yeah, that's that's sort of how my my Tyler made thing sort of came around. But yeah, I play a little bit. Um. Not enough for a sponsored golfer, that's for sure. I'm also <laughs> lucky enough to be sponsored by TaylorMade. Oh. <laughs> slash, they give me clubs. Uh, but Bridge, <laughs> she's been playing for three months yeah. and listen to the, the bullshit that's about to come out of her mouth. All right. So, Sam, I know this interview is about you, but there was a little occasion <laughs> uh, when I uh, got a hole in one after playing for three months. Are months. you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but guess what? That is the only good story I've got to tell. It is hell. I'm on, I've am i just got a handicap of 41. So any tips you can give me, please? I have no tips. I have no hole in one. So, yeah, at this point you're a better golfer than me, in my, in my opinion. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. It's Thank rather you annoying. Uh, we saw on the cover of Rolling Stone, you did the Mo is Calling, uh, a little bit of a story and some insight into the band's struggles and I guess uh, trials and tribulations with mental health? Yeah, yeah, it was great to be involved. Obviously, Movember is, is a wonderful thing that's been going on for a while now. Um, yeah, I, I guess I chatted about it with, with the Rolling Stone interviewer and just about uh, mental health. Obviously, it's, men's mental health is something that doesn't get spoken about as much. I think it's getting a lot better. But mm-hmm. also, I guess most bands go through the same thing that we've been going through over the years, which is just the balance of relationships, family life, being on the road. Yeah. Um, staying away from too much alcohol, all those kind of things that you kind of have to be aware of when you are in a touring band. So from our perspective, it was more just, um, yeah, it's just looking after your your, your mental health and your health. Yeah, Um, good on you. And the more people talk about it, the more everyone feels, you know, Mm. they're not alone. Um, Now, we heard your cover of Split Ends, but I believe you've got a new single, Good Mood. Um, We've got to grab that, Mm Rabs. It all falls down. Wow, 
Are we going to hear that on Sunday? Yes, you will actually. Yeah, we'll, we'll play that one. Um, that'll be the first time anyone has heard it live as well, which would be cool. Um, so we better get rehearsing actually because we don't really know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you got a couple of days. Tab, just one question. I love asking um, music uh, artists who, who they listen to. Who, who do you have on your, I was going to say iPod, who do you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, honestly, um, I hate to say it right now, I'm a podcast listener. Like mm. I... As a songwriter over the years, I've found myself listening to less and less music. Like I'll go through sort of fits and bursts of finding things that I'm really into. Yeah. Often it's older music. But, um, but yeah, I think just the way that I work creatively, I, I prefer to not be influenced. Um, yeah. So often I'm just, I'm just listening to, um, to podcasts. Yeah. I know it's a boring answer. No, it's but... a good answer. I listen to a lot of podcasts too. Outside yeah. of being a rock star, like I, I played <laughs> footy, I wanted to be a rock star. Is there something as a musician you wanted to do, but you just so happen to be better at this? Um, honestly, I just wanted to do, to do this. I can't, I don't know what else I could have done. Like I love sports. I played a lot of sports, but I didn't have a natural ability in any of them. So I think this was just, I, I never really, I had blinders on like, this was the career that I wanted. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm just one of the luckiest dudes, you know? Yeah. I want to be a rock star. Mm. I think we all do. <laughs> we all do. Everyone wants to be a rock star, Sam. It's that simple. And you're living the dream, so good on you. And I think you chose wisely as well, mate, because you're absolutely killing it. Hey, thank you very much. Mm. All the best this weekend. But thank you so much for taking time to chat to us on The Rush Hour. Thank you very much. Good Sam, on you, Sam Margin thanks. from The Rubens. They are part of Mushroom 50 on Sunday. Check out their tour dates, therubensmusic.com. You can buy tickets there as well. It's The Rush Hour, Triple M. The skies are bluer. The sun is shining. The weather's warmer. If there's a pool, I'm there. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. This Sunday at Rod Laver Arena, Mushroom 50 Live will be an event like no other, featuring 50 songs to celebrate 50 years of incredible Australian music. Birds of Tokyo, one of the bands performing on the day, and we are joined by Ian Kenny, their frontman. Starting with their debut EP, Birds of Tokyo, in 2005. Our next guest has fronted one of Australia's favourite bands, pumping out hit after hit. festival tour on the way, we welcome a man with the best enunciation in Australian music, Ian Kenny. The best enunciation. Wow. Ian, welcome. Do you want to elaborate? That is quite an intro. Um, I've never heard that before. Um, uh, if you, if, if you spend time with me and, and like we are and we're speaking, yes. I'm fairly I'm fairly bogan at heart, so that's, <laughs> that's a surprise, but I love it. Uh, well, you don't sound too bogan to me, and I've met some. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I do, I do, I do love a bogan, so that's but, – but I've been told that by, by close friends that it's in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Now, Ian, how exciting um, – this is just going to be great, the Mushroom 50 live lineup, And with all these bands playing, I was just thinking, what is the green room going to be like? Oh, it'll be a hot mess. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It'll be unreal. It'll, yeah, it'll be a zoo is what it's going to be. It'll be, yeah, for sure. Does it get pretty loose in there still? The rockers going um, at it? Well, you know, you pick and choose your fights these days. Um, <laughs> we've, we've tamed it down a bit, I must admit, 
I mean, there's, there's no PG version of it, but back in the day, things were pretty um, <laughs> pretty hairy. But uh, no, these days, it's fairly mellow, I must admit. <laughs> well, lucky you had uh, got to live that good bit, the real rock bit, I reckon, because I don't think as oh, many do to, now. Yeah, no, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to live it. You got to discover it and and try it on for a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Sam Margin on yesterday, and we asked him if he wasn't a rock star, did he have any other serious pursuit he would have liked? Me, uh, I don't know. I joined a rock band, so I didn't have to get a real job. Yeah, <laughs> like no, that was always my ambition. Um, so far, so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd love, to, I'd love to be some sort of, I don't know, in a dream world, some sort of professional surfer. But I'm not. I'm a bit. I'm a very average surfer, and I'm okay with that. Well, you do you do surf a lot, don't you, Ian? And you live in a good surfing sort of territory. Um, how good are you, or not? Oh, I'm medium at best. Yeah, medium. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love it. Like it's, it's just a shame where I live the surf down there. There are so many good surfers, so I'm just constantly blown out of the water. But that's that's cool. It's all fun down the southwest. Though there's also some very big creatures that sort of swim below. Do you ever get scared of that? <laughs> oh yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we talk about the man in the grey suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are some bloody big sharks down there. Um, I've only ever seen one, well, I think. Maybe my brain just can't accept it, but I think I've seen one, so they're pretty, yeah, well, gives you the yips. I actually uh, went swimming with my black Labrador and all the surfers screamed at me because they said he looked like a seal and would bring sharks. <laughs> Where were you swimming? <laughs> On some surf beach, so, yeah. Oh. Uh, that's not ideal, is it, Ian? Sorry about that. <laughs> No, you don't. You don't want seals around because they, yeah, they do bring in the sharks. Yep. <laughs> you are in Perth about to fly over to Melbourne for the big gig. Have you got a great story about the the great man Michael that you'd be happy to share? Oh, absolutely. I've got I've got a, many stories um, from Michael. He was an absolute. He was relentless. That that man, and I and I think if you spend like five minutes with him. You get it. You get energized from just the pure output of that man. And he he was he was such a lovely dude to to me. And like I really, he'll always call you. I'll walk in the room and he'll be like, "Oh, Sir Ian, welcome in." He was such an accommodating sort of dude. Um, but yeah, uh, a lovely dude and an absolute. People say a force to reckon with and a powerhouse, and they say all these things about Moffat, but he was a lot, a lot more than that. Yeah. And do you remember your first um, encounter with him? It was over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like we we've had a working relationship with Mushroom for well over a decade now. And the first time, I don't know how he got my number. To be honest, <laughs> um, he just calls me. He calls me up with something. We, we had something coming up. Maybe it was something to do with an AFL event or something. And he just gets on the phone to give me this proper rev up. Like that's what he do. He call and go, Rodo, this is what we're doing. We're gonna go in and we're gonna smash it. Like, Give me a proper, which is really cool because sometimes you do need a bit of a pep talk yeah. uh, just ahead of uh, of a big event. So yeah, that that was his vibe. At what point does the novelty of that wear off when you go? This guy's pumping me up, but then all of a sudden we're sort of half mates here, and this is who I'm rubbing shoulders with. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's that's a beautiful sort of transition point with with people like Michael when you you do feel like you're um, you're getting to know him and there and Mushroom being the the family it is. Um, that's a really cool cool point, and it's funny. I mean, Michael was a bit of a one off. I don't the relationship I had with him and, and and the band and anybody who knows him well, you just think about him and go, "There's only." 
there's only one 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 marker, you know what I mean? Mm. This that sounds like yeah. a, um, a boring question, but I am interested in it. <laughs> Tell me if you think it's boring. But what is the secret to longevity in this industry? Because you guys have just had some massive hits and you're still going, we're going to play your new song in a minute. What mm. do you think it is? Um, like anything, it takes hard work and a lot of luck, um, but hard work is the one. And then I think you've just got to sort of think bigger picture um on, on two parts i believe like about your artistry and what you want to put forward mm. and the, the best way to do that we don't, we don't always know and then the other side is just who you want to be in your industry and what you want to give mm. to your industry and you want to be good to it you want to be good to the people in it the people in the, in the industry are the most important part so those two if you, if you kind of feel those as best you can you're, you're on a winning combo i assume that's changed a fair bit though from when you first started out sort of evolving as a band and as a group oh absolutely i mean when we started we were so green and we were like running around the country for years with like 20 bucks in our back pocket and sleeping <laughs> in hostels and playing every night like we had nothing in the beginning um and we're having fun don't get me wrong but um it sort of developed, things start to click and you, I think as an artist and as like, you know, somebody who takes it seriously as a business as well, you got to sort of come up with it. So there were many learning lessons and um, I can't believe we're still doing it almost 20 years later, yes. like it's just bananas. And how yeah. long have you got left, Ian? Do you reckon another 20? <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't know because I, and like I thought when we joined this band, we're going to blaze for five or six years. Everyone will just, and then like, you know, naturally mm. we'd burn out or, cause that's what was happening to all the bands that we're sort of rolling with and, and we looked up to. Um, and I thought, cool, everyone go back to uni or go back to work or whatever. It just never happened. We're still going. So I don't know. I don't know how long this thing goes for. Yeah. You're off to Torquay, I believe over the summer with the by the sea and not just you guys, Jimmy Barnes, the living end and Pete Murray. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's some um, there's some other things going on on the day as well. So um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to that. Last time we played in Torquay, it was such a cracker gig. So um, we're looking forward to get there. And Jimmy Barnes is on fire again. Like talking about longevity, how the hell does that guy do it? Like he's just smashing it. Mm. Uh, and the Living End too. Mm. We just did a show with him in Perth a, couple, uh, a week ago or something. And they're absolutely on fire. Like Chris Cheney and the, and the band are just mm. smoking it. So, um, and Pete Murray is an absolute bloody legend. So it's a good. It'll be a good day. Do you yeah. bring a surfboard over? Some iconic waves down there. Um, no, but I think I've got someone lined up who's got boards down there already. So if I can get some time, I'll try and sneak one in. I'm actually trying to do that these days touring. Just uh, you know, try and find out someone who's around there. If they've got boards, I'll go borrow one and go for a, go for a wiggle. Chatting to Ian Kenny from Birds of Tokyo. You've also got the Red Hot Summer Tour this summer and then uh, shows with Incubus. Oh. That's pretty cool. That I think that's cool yeah. um, because um, Incubus, for me, growing like coming up, I, mm. I probably still am. I'm a huge Incubus fan. They were quite they're, – they're actually – Brandon Boyd, the singer, was a bit of an um, uh, an inspiration to me as a younger singer. So he's an absolute weapon. So yeah, I'm psyched for that. How, how do you feel when you meet someone you used to, you know, look up to, and then the next minute you're actually playing with them or you know in the same gig? Yeah, it's pinch yourself moments, hey. Like, and, and you never know what to say as well. I'm just like, like I, I say the same thing every time. I'm just like, I want to say it so much. I'm just like, oh man. Kill a show, or I love your stuff, or something. Like this is the same, the same shit that you normally would. And then, and then the moment passes, and you're like, 
<laughs> I wish I'd said it. Probably could have said something better there. <laughs> As we said, though, you're 20 years in and still charging. Where do you find the inspiration for new tracks? Well, it's always in just finding something new in a song, right? So every time we approach a piece of music, we're always looking for something new or something we haven't found before. Um, and every time you walk into a song, this always happens. Your intentions are to do this. And at halfway through, it always changes. A song will just turn it on you. Always does. So at that point, that's where it becomes interesting when the, the sort of song starts to talk to you and you've got to kind of manoeuvre that. I, I find that point of cre- creation um, still very interesting and I love it. And yeah. I, suppose, I suppose every song's different, but what sort of like time period does it take to, to write a song and to get it where you're really happy to release it? It varies. Sometimes you can knock it out in a, a matter of days or weeks, mm. um, depending, or sometimes it takes months and months <laughs> to get it bloody right. And like, and it can be the smallest of things like a, a fairly important lyric or, or whatever, something that just sets it off and you know you haven't got it. And, like, it took us, like, some of our biggest songs took literally, like, a year mm. to write. Yeah, mm. yeah. Beautiful, mate. Thank you so much. That oh, you amazing. legends. That was unreal. Thanks for that. Thanks. Thanks. And have a great day on the weekend. It'll be so much fun. Triple M's Rush Hour has had a makeover for summer. Well, I'm just trying to trim up. Oh, I'm sore. I've been boxing, but, geez, I look good. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridget Quo. Oh, how good. Ed Sheeran, wow. throw wow. your arms around me. That is all part of Mushroom 50 Years of Making Noise. That album has dropped today, and right now we are joined by the chief executive of Mushroom Group, Matt Gedinsky. Sunday night, the biggest names in Aussie music join forces for Mushroom 50, celebrating 50 years of Mushroom Records. The late 60s radio had hardly any Australian content. I couldn't understand why people weren't supporting their own war. That's why Mushroom started. Here to tell us all about this massive show, please welcome Mushroom CEO, Matt Gidinski. Ah, yes. Yes, a massive show it is going to be. Matt, thanks so much for giving up some of your time. Where do we find you right now? Just here at Rod Laver Arena, getting everything ready for Sunday. It is going to be such a massive event, one of the biggest events we've ever put together, just, you know, with some of the country's most adored artists across multiple generations coming together for one incredible night only to celebrate 50 years of, of Mushroom. It's really a once-in-a-lifetime event and something I'm so proud to be putting on and really excited for. Oh, so you should be. And we just heard Ed Sheeran's version of Throw Your Arms Around Me, which I can't think of a song and a person I'd like to see together more than that. Is that a theme we're going to see on Sunday? Yes, well, there's definitely going to be some special moments on Sunday. I don't want to reveal it all, but to, to have Ed Sheeran singing one of Australia's greatest songs and throw your arms around me, it's just a truly special moment for a special song. I uh, introduced him to the song about a year ago and he performed it when he was out here playing at his record-breaking uh, shows at the MCG in March. And uh, it was what a special moment that was with the whole crowd singing along to throw your arms around me and to be able to complete the, um, the, the album for celebrating 50 years of mushroom with all the songs we've reimagined to have, him do that song. It's a, mm. it's a really special moment. He certainly had a unique relationship and a very close relationship with your late dad too, didn't he? Yeah, we, we started working with Ed from the early stages. The first time my dad and I went and saw him, he was playing, uh, it wasn't a proper show, he was playing to about 15 or 20 people oh, and we just knew he was a, uh, he's, you could see his talent obviously from then and, and pretty much from that day, um, my dad, myself, our whole, fa- our, both of our whole families really 
uh, have such an amazing relationship and he's truly one of the greatest artists in the world and it's, it's, it's such a joy to work with him and, and um, call him a friend. Matt, I can only un- uh, imagine what your life was like growing up in the Gedingsky household with your dad just bringing all these massive celebrities through the doors. Do you remember, uh, it must have been the kids at school going, wow. Yeah, no, it was a, definitely a bit of a, a different to a lot of my other friends, but yeah, so privileged to, you know, the music industry is such an amazing industry and something just so lucky to be a part of and to have you know, those people, Billy Joel's coming over for dinner, Sting, Madonna was over for dinner one night. Um, it was uh, it was definitely uh, a lot of fun. Still is. Of all the rehearsing that's been going on, are you looking forward to one act or should we be keeping an eye out on one act in particular? Oh, I think it's the whole event's such a great collective of artists, whether it's Hunters and Collectors, whether it's Jimmy Barnes, oh. uh, you know, the, the list goes on. Paul Kelly, we've got some amazing of our new artists performing on Sunday. Probably one of my favourites on the label is the Teskey Brothers that mm, are just, yeah. uh, you know, just doing amazing things across the globe at the moment, uh, selling out shows everywhere. We've then got bands like the Birds of Tokyo, the Rubens, the DMAs. It's uh, Dan Sultan. It's a who's who of Australian music, really. Chain to Matt Gadinsky, CEO of Mushroom Group. By the way, final tickets for this Sunday's Mushroom 50 live gig at Rod Laver Arena are available via Ticketek. But if you can't get there, Mushroom 50 Live will be broadcast on Channel 7 and available to stream on 7 Plus. I got all tickets left too. So mm. if you are yeah. keen to get along, do it now. Absolutely. Matt, I, can only, I can't imagine what the, um, <laughs> how you're going to get all these bands on, off, in, out, green room. I mean, the logistics of the whole thing must be mine. You know. <laughs> As I said, it's probably one of the biggest undertakings we've ever had to put together a show. Um, there's over 500 people, including artists, and involved in, in putting it together. And um, it is a bit of organised chaos back, back of house now, I must say. And Sunday, I'm sure, will be, uh, will be, be no different. But... Um, We've got the best team of people and uh, we're, I think it's such a special moment. Um, it, everyone's just excited to bring it to life and, and yeah. share it with the fans out there and the people that have also been such an important part of the Mushroom journey, people that get to our shows, listen to our great artists and a lot of these songs have been the soundtrack to many people's lives. So mm. definitely um, a logistical uh, minefield, this one. Yeah, well, Days and I have been lucky enough to speak to Sam Margin and Ian Kenny this week, two of the greatest uh, leads in great Australian bands. And, and the way they spoke about your father has just been so endearing. Um, you know, full credit to him and, and to you for, for picking up the pieces, I suppose. Yeah, no, he, Dad was just, you know, he, he loved music and, and he loved the artists we worked with. And I think, you know, there's not many companies like Mushroom, independent music companies that, that, that are around 50 years later. I think that's just due to not only the foundations my dad put in place, but just the passion that he instilled in me and everyone that's part of the business um, for for artists and for great music and most importantly, supporting Australian music and, mm. and putting that on the map. So He's, uh, you know, it was an amazing, amazing man, an amazing um, supporter, not only of artists that are mushroom artists, but all artists. And um, I think everyone really knew knew that and um, we all miss him very, very dearly. As part of our chat with Ian Kenny, he was slightly concerned about the green room and maybe some of the antics of a few of these bands and a few of these gigs just being wound right back up. Mm. Have you got extra security or (laughs) what's in place around that? 
Yeah, you know, can't say too much about our, about any back of house antics. It'd um, it'd break the it'd break the code. What happens backstage stays backstage. Yes. And we see uh, we've got some amazing gigs coming out. Paramore, obviously, Robbie Williams out at the minute. The Teskey Brothers. One that I am looking at though, and I'm not sure if this is professional, but is there any chance I could get three tickets to Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, good luck. Taylor Swift tickets are not possible, but you know we've got some amazing artists coming out. We've got the, we've got the Foo Fighters also starting their Australian tour next week. Uh, as you said, Robbie Williams here at the moment. Um, we just finished an amazing tour with the with the great Sir Paul McCartney, which uh, was just so mm. special. Anyone that got to see him, what a what a what, you know, what an amazing show, an amazing artist. Um, I, I don't know how he performs for three hours on no. stage at, at 81 years old. I don't know if I'll be, uh, would, would, would have that much energy at, at, at that age. It's just, it's, it's you know, what a, uh, just a, to get to see him, we'd toured him once before, but to get to see him live in person um, is, is just, was such a special moment um, of all the tours we've done this year. Yeah, well, we cannot wait more. for Sunday night. It's going to be massive, not only just a tribute to Mushroom Record and 50 years, but also as part of that, a bit of a tribute to your old man, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. All the very best and uh, yeah, good can't night, wait Matt. to watch it. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. Mushroom Group CEO Matt Kadinsky. By the way, Mushroom 50 Live will be broadcast on Channel 7 and 7 Plus from 7 p.m. on Sunday night. This is Triple M's Rush Hour. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Blue Bet. Download the app for iPhone and Android. What are you really gambling with?